Greetings and welcome to the 25th episode of the Prometheus Project Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Bist. Thank you for once again joining me on this exploration of creativity. So for today's episode, I'd like to talk a little bit about the rules, the rules of art. When we begin our journey into our respective art forms, we're usually taught that there are rules that need to be followed. For writers, we have to learn about grammar and punctuation, story structure, how dialogue should be written, and that we should never, ever end a sentence with a preposition. I know other art forms, uh, or genres, if you like, have rules too. Of course, you know, like paint should be mixed a certain way, and specific brushes should be used for certain types of paint. With photography, there's lighting, f-stop settings, and rules for which lenses should be used in certain situations. It goes on and on. And these rules are good. I mean, they were developed for a reason. In order to learn how to do something properly, you have to learn the basics. It's like driving a car. It's best to start off practicing in a closed environment, like an empty parking lot, where you can't do much damage. And you learn how to work the gas and the brake, you get a feel for how the steering wheel responds to your touch. And if you're really lucky, you learn how to use a clutch and a stick shift. You do this before you get on the freeway. You get the basics down so you can be a better driver later on. Makes sense. Sure, I mean, you can go straight to the street, but more than likely you're going to crash or cause an accident. Common sense tells you to practice first. Have a decent idea of what you're doing before you fully commit. With art, you don't necessarily run the risk of killing someone if you don't follow the rules at the beginning, but you do run the risk of producing a less-than-stellar product. In other words, an incoherent story, pointless photos, or amateurish paintings. Now, there's no shame in following the rules when you're starting out. Like I said a moment ago, the rules are made for a reason. Centuries of writers have learned that you need to practice, have a routine, use known structure and processes. This is the time to make mistakes, so you can learn from them. It's better to get the mistakes out now, you know, when you're learning. Later on, as Bob Ross used to say on his painting show, mistakes can become happy accidents. But at some point, you have to break away from those basic rules and start to do your own thing. I may have mentioned this on an earlier episode, but I had a writing instructor at Florida State University who said that it's important to learn the rules when you're starting out, so you know how to break them later on. I always liked that sentiment. It's empowering. gave me confidence. I was starting out like most other writers, but I'd be able to do my own thing later on. And don't misunderstand this quote. This doesn't mean to break the rules just to break them. I've always interpreted it to mean that you have to know how to do the job before you can start to put your own twist on it. Going back to the car analogy, we all have to learn to drive basically the same way. You know, how to put your hands on the steering wheel, how you position the mirrors, how you work the pedals. Like learning the alphabet, right? A, then B, then C. But the more you drive, the more relaxed you get, the more comfortable you are with navigating rush hour traffic. Eventually, you begin to develop a driving style. You still follow the rules, mostly, but instead of having both hands on the steering wheel, now you only use one. And you may exceed the speed limit by five miles an hour if traffic is light. You learn the feel of the car on the road, how it handles. You learn how it takes corners, how long it takes to come to a complete stop, how long it needs to warm up on those cold winter mornings. You also learn the sound of your car, the way it rumbles and rattles, and how the tires sound on the asphalt. 
With art, it's basically the same thing. You start to develop your own style. The rules were your foundation, and you use that to build your own way of doing things. In effect, you learn the rules, and now you can break them, or tweak them to fit your needs. With me, I realized that I was developing my own style, my own voice, when I started doing things my own way when I wrote, and I began to experiment. This is the point where I threw out the rule book. What happened was that I got to where I was comfortable with myself as a writer. I began to trust my instincts. I was self-confident. But don't think I'm saying it's now easy to write, because it's not. Writing is still difficult. It always will be. Words don't just drip from my fingertips. While the process was still work, though, I found much more pleasure in it because I wasn't worrying about whether people would like my stories or if my writing was worth a damn. When I got to this point, I realized that I can do what I want when I write a story. I can follow a standard narrative and have events happen in succession, or I could skip back and forth between the past and the present, or the past and the future. I could even tell the story backwards. It's up to me to decide what would work best for the story I want to tell. And this is what I mean when I say throw out the rule book. Find yourself as an artist. Get your feet firmly planted on the foundation. Then find your own path. One thing to keep in mind, however, is that there will be people who will tell you not to do this. They'll tell you that you have to follow the rules. Stories must be told a specific way. You shouldn't deviate from the top tried and true methods. In my experience, this mostly comes from the literary fiction crowd. While I had one writing instructor who urged her students to find their own path, I had a couple of others who felt that it was bad advice. They argued that writers should stick to the formulas. Formulas work because they've been tested and proven to work. To me, that means writing highbrow fiction or commercial fiction. Neither one of those appeal to me as a writer. I mean, I'll read them because I read everything, but when it comes to my own writing, I'll continue to venture off the path and out into the weeds. But it's all up to you and what you want to accomplish as a writer. There's the safe route, following the rules, keeping inside the lines, being traditional. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you're comfortable with. But keep in mind that you'll more than likely end up in a routine and possibly in a rut. To me, following the rules means you won't really grow as a writer. It'll be like you're an assembly line, producing the same types of stories over and over and over again. On the plus side, hey, it's consistent. It's safe. And if you hit the right marks, you'll probably build a stable of readers who like that sort of thing. But don't you want to grow as a writer? Don't you want to try new things, try telling stories in unconventional ways? Writing is just as much of an art form as any other creative endeavor. And in my opinion, one of the main purposes of art is to push boundaries. It not only allows us to grow, but it also pushes the reader to expand their mind. I'm not talking about slipping them some LSD or anything like that. What I mean is that we should get our readers to think, to challenge their assumptions about fiction. As a reader, I like to be surprised. To have an author take me down an unexplored path and show me things at a different angle. Speaking of which, let's look at this from another angle. A visual one. Let's look at the history of painting, at least from a Western perspective. As a quick apology here, I'm really familiar with Western art, but not so much with Eastern. 
but I'm working on changing that, educating myself. Anyway, over the centuries, painting has gone through major changes. Two or three hundred years ago, it was realistic portraits and landscapes. Nothing wrong with that. Many of those paintings are classics and are incredibly beautiful and moving. A hundred years ago, we started seeing Impressionism, Surrealism, then Abstract Expressionism, Pop Art, Postmodernism. Painting took a left turn at a crossroads and went into an unfamiliar territory. At least, it would be unfamiliar for the old masters. In fiction, we had similar offshoots and experiments. Some worked, some didn't. But I admire the writers for trying, regardless of the outcome. The point is that they tried something different. There's an adage that every story that can be told has been told. The only thing modern writers can try to do is tell them in new and interesting ways. And I agree with this sentiment. I mean, humans have been telling stories for thousands of years, maybe hundreds of thousands. We started out telling stories around the fires at night and illustrating them on cave walls. Then we developed writing and chiseled our stories into stone, later inking them onto papyrus. The medium changed, but the stories continued to be told. At some point, stories began to be retold in different ways. Consider the love story. How many have you read over the years? I'm not talking about necessary romance novels or erotica, if that's your bag. Love stories have been around for centuries. We have tragic love stories from the Greeks and the Romans, ancient China and Japan. We have Romeo and Juliet. We have Madame Bovary. Then we have The Great Gatsby, Daisy. Uh, we've got Winston and Julia from 1984. The list goes on and on. The thing is, all these stories are tragic love stories. Man and woman meet, fall in love despite obstacles, then the relationship ends tragically. It's a basic premise that's been around for as long as humans could tell stories. But they're all unique. They all tell the same story, but in different ways. Why? Because the writers tried something new. And that's the point I'm trying to make here. You have to try new things. Tell stories in a different way. Experiment. Do something crazy. Write a story that doesn't use the letter E. Tell it in flashbacks. Tell it from a third person's perspective. Tell it backwards. Start with the tragedy and then show how things developed going back to the first meeting. Who knows, maybe you'll end up with a bestseller. Just be sure to learn the rules first. Follow the rule book. Then toss it in a drawer or out the window and do your own thing. I think it'll make you a better writer and a better artist. All right. For this show close out, I'm going to test your ability to improvise. Challenging, hmm. I want you to grab a random book in your house. It can be sitting on a shelf, on your coffee table, on your nightstand. Doesn't matter where you find it. And don't think about it. Just grab one, random one. Now, open the book to a random page and read the first complete sentence on the left-hand page. Once you've done that, use it as a prompt to create something. Write a couple of paragraphs of a scene and, or use it to begin a new story. Don't follow what may happen on the rest of the page or in the book. Create something new from this. Now, if you aren't a writer, you can still do something with this. Use it as a prompt for whatever medium you're working in. You don't have to use it literally. Pull the emotion from it. If it's too vague for that, then what does it infer? Is it a piece of dialogue, a bit of a character's thought? Does it make you feel a certain way? When you read it, does it 
something pop in your head, a visual, a feeling. Whatever it does for you, use that as a prompt to create something. Think of this as some creative improvising. And most of all, have fun with it. And with that, we draw to a close. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found something useful in it. Of course, feel free to drop me a line via the contact form on my website, richardbiz.com, or catch me on most of the social media platforms. I'd love to hear your thoughts and suggestions, and I'd love to know if you've been inspired to create something. And also, if you feel so inclined, if you have enjoyed the show so far, then leave a comment on one of the uh, platforms. I'd appreciate it. And the ratings help to kind of increase listenership. So until next episode, cheers.